0: Welcome to an episode of Above the Game podcast. Above the Game gives the listener an internal perspective of faith through the lens of sports. Above the Game will feature coaches and athletes from our communities all over Southeast Missouri and beyond, sharing how faith in Jesus Christ has impacted their lives within athletics. It will also give a platform for coaches and athletes to express their faith and connect on a spiritual and personal level with others in the field pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ. This podcast will be available on different digital platforms. We're so thankful for another avenue to share the gospel, to lead every coach, every athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. You can email us at above the game Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Above the Game Podcast. Also on Instagram and Twitter, at FCA Above the Game. Now, let's jump right into this next episode. Welcome back to another week of Above the Game. We're, uh, we're honored that you uh, take 25, 30 minutes or however long this is today to just be able to take something and apply it to your game, whatever wherever your life is, wherever you're plugged in at. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to to join us. It's your host VIP and Coach, and we are having part two. We're recording part two with Coach Tuke here with Semo, uh, uh, Southeast Missouri State University Redhawks. He's the head football coach. And last week was was amazing. Last week we was able to really pull some some we call it nuggets. I guess that came out last week, but just some truths, some practical truths of what you can and uh, what you can do in your life and apply to your to your game. Um, you know, one of the things Coach Tuke Coach talked about was being an eighth grader and dreaming of what he is doing today. And it was really, really neat to to hear that process and hear how important consistency is in his life and leaving legacy and pouring into the next generation and seeing them be better off than maybe where he was at. At their age. So,
1: uh, Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing ex- excellent. I'm excellent this week. Um, yeah, but I'm like you. Uh, like, Coach, last week you, you threw this little out there, you know, if it's a principle, it's got to apply to everything. And, uh, you know, this week we're going to try to talk about some of your cornerstones and, and dive into like some of that stuff. And I think the cool thing about this and what I've taken away from our you know, last two times talking is sometimes, you know, coaches can get caught up in like, we're only coaching. We're doing this. This is a sport, but like your philosophy of how, like, if it's, if this works in football, it's going to work everywhere. It doesn't matter if you run a business, if you're running a school, you know, whatever that is, like this is going to work. And I can't wait to hear you talk about some of that stuff today, coach.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to be back with you and and had a blast last time and um, looking forward to opening this thing up. You know, as a a coach, uh, I told you that my dream was to be a head football coach and I didn't get the job that. I have now by being a head coach, I was an assistant coach that got all of a sudden elevated to a head coach. And so I didn't even know what I needed to be good at. Didn't, I was never in that role. And I've been fortunate that I was under some really good, good coaches, but, uh, after year three, um, I knew that, you know, we had a problem and I couldn't get over the fact that I thought we had better players and coaches than the results we're getting. What's wrong. What's wrong. What's wrong. We had gotten to the program where we weren't getting blown out, but we weren't winning close games. And so, uh, I actually go to a cabin. I get, grab all this video and I'm going to watch all this video and I'm going to sit down there and I'm going to find out by the end of this weekend, what's wrong with the Red Hawks. And my computer broke. <laughs> oh, wow! And I picked up a book, and it changed everything. Because what God told me was culture. Culture. Culture is like the the old weight room. And, and coach, you've been doing mm-hmm. it long enough to know that. How are you going to get an edge? Right. In the weight room used to be your edge. Some teams would not be in a weight room like maybe you could be and you could mm-hmm. get an edge on your opponent in the weight room. Well, culture's the edge. Uh, in my sport, I have 105 players. I have 15 coaches. It's a big organization. And so if we can have a better culture, that could be our edge. But I had never been with a coach that even talked about culture, what it was, or just like anything. And so I had to go study culture. I was just like a a kid in class. Like, what is it? And how do we get good at it? Because I knew that's what we were missing. And, uh, you know, I didn't have to study it to be an expert, but I needed to study it at the level to be able to teach it. And, um, once you get to a certain point in life, you don't win by what you do. You win by what you're able to help others do. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I had reached a level and I needed to grow and and so went all in on this culture. And even when I got here, I believed in the cornerstones and taught them uh, from the jump and and I'm going to get into these, but I wanted to start with just the actual cultures. You know, the leaders set the culture, right? Mm -hmm. The culture creates the beliefs, right? As a Mm -hmm. group of people, what we believe in, Right. And from your beliefs, you behave like you, you make certain choices from right. those. And then that's ultimately what creates the, what the outcomes, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? And so that's, that's just like gravity. It's a, it's a science. This is how it happens. Leaders create the culture that creates the beliefs that drives the behaviors that creates the results that we're all looking for. Right. And so one thing about culture that I've learned is, um, you know it's not about a t-shirt it's not about uh your you know motto on a wall all those type of things how do i get what's on the wall off the wall into the hearts and minds of my players Mm -hmm. and that that's where elite comes from and so um there's a difference between a concept in your head and a belief in your heart Mm -hmm. like conceptually who doesn't believe that hard work it's helpful. Right. But is there a core deep belief that hard work is going to give us the best chance to have our best life? And so that's what you go through and you try to create. And what I have learned one, it, it, you don't get the culture that you emphasize. You don't get the culture that you promote. Even though those, those are important. You get to emphasize, you get, the culture that you permit. Yeah. The standard you walked by and didn't correct is the new standard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. And in an organization. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, these are what I do with onboarding classes and just try to get them to understand you are the culture. When you decide to, to drive around here and park illegally. All right. That's the culture in, in action, uh, right there. Um, and so, uh, when I first started, I've been a reader my whole life and, uh, I, I'm a first generation college graduate, like all of these principles I just felt like were things that have helped me. Um, and I, I call them lead. All right. The, the L stands for love. The E stands for effort. The A stands for attitude. The D stands for discipline. I has since changed that to self-discipline. Uh, but mm-hmm. when I hit that, I'll, I'll go over that. But what was amazing about this journey is the first cornerstone when I first got here wasn't love. It was passion. And as I have gotten better at leading teams and bringing teams together, it's now the first thing I teach, love. I didn't even know it spelled lead until a couple of years ago. I was like, hey, you know what? That spells lead. <laughs> wow. I like, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's just awesome. a blessing. <laughs> yeah.
1: So anyway,
2: and so love is the very first thing I talk about. It's the first cornerstone. And um, and so I'll start unpacking it. I think we have to do a better job of making sure they understand what love means. When I was their age, love was a feeling.
0: Mm-hmm
2: right? Yeah. Like my wife is freaking hot. <laughs> awesome. okay. She's yeah. hot. Yeah. All right. But do you think I feel like loving her every day for the last 20 years? Love is a choice. Yeah. It's not a feeling. And so we start unpacking this, what it means to be a good teammate and, and what love really means. I, I spell love T-I-M-E. E. Mm-hmm. So how does my daughter's experience her dad's love, right? By spending time doing something they want to do. I remember my youngest, she was into these little dolls. I don't even know what they're called. All right. But they have hair, All right? They're little bitty. I can't, I barely see, I got to wear glasses. So I'm down on the floor with a comb. That's an inch long
1: (laughs) trying to comb, (laughs) trying to
2: comb this, this, uh, doll's hair and why, Cause she's feeling her dad's love at that time. So that's what I try to get my players to understand. You can't care about something. You don't know. You have to spend time getting to know your teammates, right? It doesn't just happen. It's actually hard work. When I was young, we would get to the locker room 30, 45 minutes before practice. Why? Yeah. Catch up. Hey, what'd you do mm-hmm. this weekend? Well, now everybody already knows what everybody did all weekend, yeah. right? Cause of social, social media, media and everything. Yeah. And yeah. so if you walk down a locker room, what are they doing? They're all on their phones. Yeah. They're not connecting. This is important. No connection, no commitment. Mm, that's true. Yeah, you that's, have to yeah. be connected or you're not committed. You yeah. talk about the transfer portal, all those type of things, no connection, no commitment. And so uh, a part of love now, obviously uh, we get into building teams and, and we call it, be you and align with us we need you to be you in fact i wanted you to be you so much that i invited you onto our team so we don't need you to dress a certain way we don't need you to vote a certain way you being you is what makes you special yeah and we're going to align with the mission there's nobody's mission more important than a team's mission and uh We have to keep that as a focus, and it's just like any soup. I love that diversity on a college campus and in a locker room on teams, um, because it's like a good soup, man. If we're all think alike, we all look alike. We have huge blind spots, and we're about Mm -hmm. to we're about to get passed over in the marketplace, get beat by a team because we don't have that diversity that we need. And I'm not talking about just skin color. I'm just talking about upbringing. We are the sum of our experiences. Period. Yeah. Like I'm the sum of my experience. You are the mm-hmm. sum of your previous experiences. And we all come together. And by doing that, it makes us all better. But there is friction. Mm-hmm. And the world tells us we shouldn't. We should fight. If you voted for Donald Trump, you should stand over here. And if you voted for Hillary, you should yeah. stand over <laughs> yeah. here. That's what the world says. Yeah. yeah. And And what I'm trying to get people to understand, hey, look, we agree on 99 things, but we're going to let one thing take our relationship right. apart. That's good. Even yeah. though ninety nine things we are complete alignment with, we're going to let one or two differences in our opinion split this whole thing apart. Yeah, and so that's what team building, and it, and it's hard because you're you're fighting the culture uh, that says that you shouldn't do that. And um, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and I think love is is it's the special sauce. The greatest success strategy of all time is to care more. You want to be a better player, care more, care about your hydration, your diet. You want to be a better father, care more. You want to be a better employee, care a little more. It's the greatest success strategy known to man. And that's love. That's the verb. That's the action of it. It's not a, a feeling. It's a choice to care about your attitude that day, your body language that day about noticing someone else having a bad day and, and, uh, coming up around that person and, and ask them if, you can help them. That's like,
1: would you, when something that stuck out to me, when you're talking about that connecting and, and like, you're not all going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I just, this just stuck out to me when you said that, how important it is today is I think so many times we, we just want to tell that person what we think and who we are. We don't want to take the time to listen and, and you don't have to agree with who they are or what they've decided, you know, any of that stuff, but you can take the time to know how did they get to that spot? You know, oh, what, what's, their life experiences of what brought them to there, because then it might change your perspective of how you view them as a person.
2: Yeah. I'm glad you said it. You know, I've been a coach. Let's see. Yeah. I've been a coach longer than I've been a parent, but coaching, parenting and parenting is coaching. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that being a parent has given me is empathy. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> I thought that's what sissies do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I have learned and have fell in love with empathy because here's the, what's the difference between sympathy and empathy, empathy, sympathies. You feel sorry for somebody
1: mm-hmm.
2: empathy is You feel what they feel. Yeah. And until you can walk in their shoes and to feel what they're really feeling, you can't meet them where they're at to help them. Yeah, and I learned that from my daughter. She come home complaining about the volleyball coach.
0: And
2: I was like, Oh, oh. set <laughs> right. at the table. I got some stuff for you, but but I I understood where she how she was feeling, and got on that level. So then I can help her understand that that was misguided, and and got to a better place. Yeah, and so I think you you hit it on the head. And and as coaches, uh, as fathers, as as wives, you know that that's what we need to be doing. We need to feel what they feel or otherwise you can't really, you know, meet them where they're at. Coach. That's so good. Cause I, you know, kind of diving back into what we talked
1: about last week with the parenting thing. When you said that too many times we want to be sympathetic which means we're just trying to make them feel better cuz we feel bad. Yeah. Instead of being empathetic, understanding where they're at, but hey, it's still this is what it is. We're just trying to help you get right. through it. I ain't changing the circumstances. Right. I can I can't help you yeah. I can't help you feel better without you doing what you need to do. That is so good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think um love is uh you know, it's crazy. I get up in front of these 300 hundred pound. ugly football players and the first thing i talk about is love you know and (laughs) but man you know it if you've ever been on a great team you could see somebody 20 years from now and there's just a connection that can't be Mm broke because of what you guys went through so that's love uh effort uh the the e for that um um comes from just how i've had to do it i grew up you know, I didn't, I certainly wasn't on third base, uh, in life. My, none of my family's athletic. I didn't play at a high level in college, you know, all these type of things grew up pretty poor. And so this just hard work mentality, uh, has really helped me to get to where I'm at. And so we have a a program term to describe that we call a sign off, you know, and what i try to get our players to understand is first this is a mindset how you do one thing is actually how you do all things mm-hmm. you can't work on the the skill set until you get the mindset understand if you if this is your best life whatever you're dreaming about and that's your best life all right it's going to come from your best effort you and we meet people all the time that's got a million dollar one ethic and a 2 dollar work ethic Like if this is what you want to do and you want to dream and please dream, dream big, you can, but do the math and be honest with yourself. Like, is this, am I willing to go do what it takes to achieve what this achieves? You know, everybody wants to be the rock star of their Mm -hmm. profession until it's time to do what rock stars in their professions do when Mm -hmm. there's nobody in the stands and it's four in the morning. And, and so, uh, this sign off, uh, term that we have is, is to try to get them to understand that when they were born, it was a scary day. Their mom and dad gave him a name. And the thing about your name is you spend the rest of your life, the rest of your life, trying to make your name mean something. When they hear Tom Matukowicz, what do they think? When they hear your name, what do they think? All right. And, um, just trying to get them to understand they're not two people. You can't go get a go get bad grades and then be a hard worker on a football field. You're not two people. You are lazy. Not everybody's capable of an A. Mm -hmm. If you're capable of a C and you get a C and a guy's capable of an A and he gets an A, we should celebrate both the same Mm -hmm. because we're all different. We're all born different. There's great players and there's average players. There's great students and there's average students. But the point is your best at the end of the day, one of the greatest byproducts of of preparation and really uh, working hard and all that is peace. At the end of the day, if if you did all that, like all you got's all you got. If you lost that game, you're you're not going to feel regret like you would if you did, if you cheated the, the process and you weren't uh, detailed in your preparation like you know you have. And, and th- this is uh, this is a conversation between you and you. You can fool me as your dad or as your coach, you could fool your teammates. They're harder to fool. Parents and coaches are easy to fool, but who can't you fool? Like who, who knows you do the guy in the mirror. Yeah. And so, um, you know, this is, uh, just a, uh, just a huge key to success in my mind. And the other thing is it's relative, you know, you say, well, I'm working hard than Susie. Well, you're mm-hmm. not trying to do what Susie does. Like our football team worked out this morning and worked our tails off. And I guarantee you, we worked harder than any other SEMO student Mm -hmm. today. This Mm -hmm. morning, we crushed every SEMO student on campus. The problem is we're not playing SEMO students. (laughs) We're playing SIU. And I'm pretty sure they probably got up and worked hard. And so you have to understand, you know, it's relative. It's hard Mm -hmm. work compared to what? You know what are you trying to do, and and what's that's going to take to to be successful. So, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but that's good that's stuff. kind of a, a snippet into uh, what we call our our effort cornerstone.
1: That's that's good. Like yeah, and it's uh, what you just said is I've always thought this with kids, like when they had these ideas, like that's great, but have you counted the cost? You know that the Bible says you know count yeah. the cost. Have you counted the cost to know are you willing to put in this effort? Because if not you're going to waste a lot of time and you might as well just went and done something else. You might as well have go ahead and changed your strategy or what you're trying to reach at the beginning, because you weren't going to put in that effort.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, managing expectations is huge Mm -hmm. and, and having people in your life, help you understand, uh, the cost and and all those things. But, you know, we should be dream killers because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that dream and that emotion that you feel from being a head football coach or from, an all conference or whatever dream might be is going to f- fuel all the hard work it's going to take to get the job done.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, j- just a side note, it is like drinking from a fire hydrant in this right here because there's, you know, last week we had like eight nuggets. This week we got like like a twenty piece already. Yeah, uh, I had to pass <laughs> you new pen awesome. to keep writing stuff down. <laughs> I just stopped writing. I'm like, I'm going to listen to this. Oh, I'm going to listen this later because yeah. this is the coach. This is amazing because athletes it and not just athletes just people in general need to hear what does it take to achieve what does it take to to get to that place where you want to be and it's not just words it's you know it, it, and how many times have we used words in life well you know I'll do that or I want to do this and but the, but then the, it stops there right you know and you 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 really eloquently kind of laid that out but you know it has to be life Whatever we're pursuing, it's got to be more than words. And I think it's just like in our relationship with Christ. It can't just be words. Right. Yeah. Right? That is yeah, so I, good. I, I, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus. Okay. Well, how, how what's the fruit of that? Right? What's the action behind that?
2: How would somebody know?
0: How does somebody mm-hmm. know when they look at your life and they say, well, they say that, but, right? So this carries over to... So many, many aspects of our life, not just athletically, but just in our spiritual walk, and it's good. Yeah. So
2: this think added
1: – oh, go ahead. Sorry, Coach.
2: The, um, the purpose of SEMO football, if you walk down to my team room, it's as big as you could get, and it's to use the sport to make better men.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And it's
2: extremely personal to me. I'm not sure where I would be without this game, without the men that play it, and without the coach that coaches it. Yeah. I lived with my high school football coach. I wouldn't even have went to college, wouldn't even done any of this stuff if it wasn't for sport. And so, you know, and it doesn't have to be sport. It's whatever your thing is, mm-hmm. right? And whatever passions that God has, has put in there, chase it, because that's where you're going you're gonna to hang on to that to do all the hard work to, to, to get the thing done. The, the things that are going to make us a good football team are going to make them good husbands. Mm-hmm. The things that are going to make you a good whiteout are going to make you a, a good father, they're, they're principles, like um, and so uh, that's what's so fun is when you see guys come back and and are getting married and and they tell you about something you said and you're like really because I thought you'd never listen to a word I said <laughs> but uh, don't you had that <laughs> yeah. yeah those are paydays you know they pay me to talk to the media. All right. I do this other stuff for free. Yeah. All right. And just feeling like I have purpose, you know, like it feels good to, to, to maybe, maybe just a little bit, have an impact on someone else's life. And that's why I'm excited about what you guys are doing with podcasts. Like this is an opportunity. We have no idea who's listening to this, Mm -hmm. Yeah. but if you are listening to this, there's a reason God's got you here right now. Mm -hmm. and, And what is he trying to tell you right now? Yeah
1: yeah that is so good well coach what about the a for
2: attitude attitude was my main problem in life (laughs) i have a i had a victimhood mentality Mm -hmm. um you know i ran away from home in the fourth grade what makes a guy run away from home in the fourth grade and i i would go around and just think what Did I lose the life? Why do I, my life look like what it looks like right now? And my life didn't start taking on until I started taking responsibility for my life. And so when we talk about attitude and we, we talk about, uh, it's basically accountability in the fact that, we're not going to make excuses. We have a program term, whichever a lot of people use it. None of this stuff I'm telling you is for me. First of all, I read it from somebody or heard it from somebody. It's no B uh, We're not going to blame. We're not going to complain, and we're not going to de- be defensive about our actions. Um, all progress in life starts with owning it. If it's somebody else's Ooh. fault, then you're never going to get any better. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's good. If we're gonna complain on the fi- about the fit, it's the officials' fault. Mm-hmm. Right. Then nothing's gonna get better because there's no power, there's no influence, there's no control, and excuses. You give away all the power you have, and tell you we call it in our program: stand up and own it. When a player makes a mistake, he addresses our team. He walks up in front of everybody, and he tells everybody what he did and why it's not going to happen again because when something like that happens, what gets broke is trust, and he needs to restore that trust, and nobody's undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. I guess there's only one person yeah. that was undefeated in Got life, all right? And it wasn't you, <laughs> all right? It was our Lord and Savior. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to make mistakes, but when you stand up and own it, all right, and, and it's not your phone's fault that you're late it's not anybody yeah. else's fault that your lack of preparation's fault and when you own it there's power in that
1: yeah that makes me think of the gospel yeah it's good. makes me think about that first step you got to realize you're a sinner like yeah. own the fact that like yeah this is on me and i need a savior right. just, that's good coach and,
2: and we're fighting biology mm-hmm. yes so in our dna we're wired not to make excuses like it happened in the garden Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Adam, what, what the hell? Right. Why'd yeah. you eat that? Yeah, she did.
1: What well, my fault. She did it. <laughs>
2: so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There, there was no culture to learn that. Yeah. It's right. in our DNA. It's, like it's there, biology. Yeah. It's your ego. You don't, you know, your body's wired to survive, not to thrive. It's only mm-hmm. wired to try to live. And so it, it views all that as a threat. And so you try to back that stuff off by making oh. excuses, but uh, you know, I can help you go from an, uh, success or from a, a failure to success, but I can't help you go from an excuse to success. Yeah. Right. And when yeah. you own it, like there, there's power in that. And then, uh, the other part of, of, of attitude is just understanding how life works. It's not about what happens to you, it's how you respond. Mm -hmm. So those are my two main teaching points and attitude is, is no excuses and about how you respond. There's lots and lots of things in life you have no control over. All right. But you will always, always get to control how you choose to respond to life. Yep. And that's football. Like you're going to have a bad play and you got 20 seconds to get your mind right. I'm going to have a bad conversation with my wife. Jack it up, how am I going to respond? You know this is how life works. Our job is to get good at it um and I tell my guys all the time this is something I had to learn as a head coach. One thing that I was so frustrated early on in my career is I got my team about two thirty so team mm-hmm. meeting at two thirty mm-hmm. and we go through the day and practice and everything, and I was at my worst at two thirty mm. Mm-hmm. When do I need to be my best? Yeah. 230. Right. But I spent all my energy and all, you only have so much. Like this isn't an endless supply on freaking stupid emails and things you think matter that don't matter. And by the time I got my team at 230, I was wore out already. Yeah. And so one of the lessons I learned is ask yourself two questions. Something happens before you respond. Does it matter? And can I control it? It could matter. Ad, send me a mail, uh, uh, some kind of email. All right, but at the end of the day, can I control it? Someone says something on social media. Coach Tuke's beard's average. <laughs> First of all, we know that's a lie. <laughs> we know that's a lie. <laughs> okay. I can see it. I, yeah, yeah I agree. there's there's yeah. truth. Yeah, right. Okay, but at the end of the day, all right, can I control it? And does it matter? Right. Move on. Ooh, yeah. You shouldn't even respond to that. When you get done responding, it's, it's wasted time. Yeah. It's like not getting beat twice. Don't let the last loss beat you the next mm-hmm. week. Right. It, because you keep wanting to yeah. worry about something you can't control. You already lost. Yeah. Someone already said something It's already happened. And so can you control it? And does it matter? Um, has really helped me with, with my attitude. Um, one of the other things that I've learned as a leader and people don't follow fuzzy leadership, Mm-hmm. You know, what I need to be is positive, but I also need to be clear. I think as coaches or parents, you know, I've always kind of been positive, but you know, there's times when I slip, but I don't think we do a very good job of being clear. How many times as coaches have we said, Hey, good job today. Well, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. What did they do a good job? What what, what was it? You know? And so I think as, as leadership, you know, like the phrase, good job needs to die. Yeah. That means not the recipient has no idea what you're talking about. And so, um, you know, that, that's really a focus of mine of, of trying to be, give my uh, daughters or wife or whatever, more clarity about what it is specifically, um, but also being positive, you know, as a leader. So like, I
1: love the way you did this. Like, yeah, you blocked that kid. You got a great job with your hand, wherever it's supposed to be. You're like in basketball. Hey, hey, great job. You got to the rotation, got outside, squared your chest, took a charge. That was, that was excellent right there. Like
2: pointing out exactly what it was
1: that they did a good job of.
2: And I think what we got to do is, is do more off the field.
1: Yo. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Man, I tell you what I loved loved your body language after you dropped that pass hmm don't drop it again all right but i loved your body language and and teach on those things and so that's that's kind of my my year i feel like i'm trying to lean yeah. into is being way more specific with feedback that's so good yeah well we got one more co- look, yeah coach the discipline no i'm wearing you guys out no, no. this is good I'm loving it I, all loving right it. so d is for discipline <laughs> um and as i Started teaching this, I learned that discipline—you can't give somebody discipline. No, and so I renamed it to self-discipline. And so, um, number one, with self-discipline, I think we have to start with the mindset towards discipline. I think young people. I think the the I think the word discipline has been hijacked by. The disciplinarian weirdos, because really if I say to my daughter, Hey, what, what do you think about the word discipline? You do, you, they think restriction or rules or punishment.
1: Yeah. yeah. If you think me, like, what do you think about discipline? I think my dad's fixing to take his belt right. back yeah. when I was growing up. <laughs> he's going to let me have
2: it. And really this is the best reaping, sowing cause and effect, whatever you want to call it tool that our Lord gave us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Whatever you want to do. All right. Let's say I want to lose 20 pounds. All right. The, the quickest, most reliable place from here to there is a discipline place, discipline mm-hmm. path, all less discipline takes more time. Now you get sidetracked. Something happens. You get hurt, whatever. And you don't end up losing the weight. And so first we need to take it back as, as the tool that it is. It is a beautiful, wonderful tool that you can use to get where you want to go. Because here's the problem. Who can't have a good week? Like, there's lots of people that can have a great week. You can be in the Bible study. You can, you know, do all these things. All right, but what's that going to get you in life? You have to do it week after 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 week. week. And then maybe, maybe, then you'll see the results and that's what makes all the things we're talking about so hard because it's not doing it once. Right. Right. It's becoming a core belief and a habit to where now you do reap those rewards, but they, they, they don't come instantly. And that's what, what's so tough about uh, self-discipline. But it is the key to execution. Whatever you're trying to do, um, you know, Discipline in your life is going to make it easier, and it's going to make it better. Yeah, and that's hard.
0: Yeah. You know, our 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 culture, our society is instant. Everything's mm-hmm. instant, you know. And so, so to pull that out of an athlete, pull that out of just our our lives, right, and, and inject discipline—that's a struggle. That's a fight. That's a battle because we're not we're not uh, we're not hardwired like that.
1: No, right now. And when you said that word discipline, I think you're right on with most people's connotation of what that means. You know, and, and and when you think of discipline, like, you'll, you'll call like math could be a discipline. You know, like a learning, this is a discipline of something. And it's called a discipline because it's a way of doing things. Mm-hmm. It's a process. It's a, yeah. it, it's not like people think like, or, you know, you're like, oh, you got to do, like, you're getting punished or like punishment separate than discipline. Yeah. Discipline, I feel like, is a way of doing things, which is, that's what it hit home when you oh, said yeah, that.
2: Uh, let me tell you, I'm, I'm sure this is not <laughs> correct. And there's a reason I had to go to JUCO. <laughs> All right. But the root word and either, I think it, maybe Roman or, or whatever it is, is disciple. Yeah. Yes,
1: it is. Yeah. Discipline I
2: mean is actually the study of mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. Yeah. and it's life. Yes. And and so um, I agree. I just think, you know, the word has been hijacked. We got to reclaim it for the glory that it is. And especially with young people and, and as parents, like we don't, like we need to lean into that. Yeah. tool. Most importantly is we need to be it because we can't, uh, you know, set our children down and talk about poor choice of vaping. All right. When we do something else, that's a poor choice. Mm-hmm. Like there needs to be alignment between your words and action before you can lead anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. your you know, uh, your player or your, uh, kids it
1: goes back to what you said. You got to own your own mistakes
2: first before you could
1: even have a chance of directing anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that is so good, Coach. Mm. Vip, what do you think? Hey – your pen still working over there? How much are yeah, you writing down? On fire, on fire over there. Good. <laughs> yeah. I uh, like just for me, my you know thing sticks out right now. Is like if you guys are listening, and I know like this could be like a shameless plug to like subscribe to our podcast, but I would encourage you like to share this because I just believe that people need to hear this. Um, you know, there's just like what Coach said. The purpose, like why we do this podcast, we want to share the gospel. We want to we want to get things out that helps people make their lives better. Um, You know, that's our, that's our goal. And if you are listening today, you can help us with that by sharing this information, getting it out to more people so that they can take something, take a nugget away and there's something that can make their life better.
0: There's plenty of them. Definitely plenty of nuggets today. So coach, thanks for coming on being a part of this. And um,
2: you bet if I could blow a little wind in your guys' sail, I'd love to anytime because you know, this is what you need. And, um, it's multitasking. Like I'm a big podcast guy because I can go and get a workout in, right? And I'm exercising my my body, mm-hmm. but I can also listen to podcasts and I can exercise my soul.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Or I can exercise my brain. All these things are just so good. And, you know, we need good content out there for, for people that are hungry for truth. Yeah,
1: it's good. Yeah. I like that. Hungry for
0: truth. I like that. Switch gears a little bit. You excited about the season coming up?
2: Yes, I'm excited, uh, but I'm excited every year. Uh, Every team's different. Uh, I'm excited to see what, you know, God leads our way this year. And I know there'll be things that uh, I need to get better at. What scares me, we talked about this last week, I believe. What, you know, I've been here eight years. What Mm -hmm. scares me is SEMO football outgrows coach two. Hmm. I can't be the same coach this August as I was last August, or we're in trouble. Right. And so I have to constantly look for areas in my life and how to get better. And getting better is tough. If you suck, you could get better tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quick. Quick. Yeah, Yeah. but if you're, you know, decently high achieving (laughs) Mm -hmm, individual, growth is really hard. Yeah, Yeah. like to get truly better are just inches, and how much work or in a book or study that it really takes, like growing your faith. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, if your faith is pretty good, think about how much work it takes to truly grow in your faith. Um, and and and. A lot of that is grown from adversity. That's how you grow faith. That's how you grow anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, we kind of got sidetracked on that, but just just feel like that that growth thing. And, um, you know, I can't be the same coach uh, this year as I was last year. Now, do you have any
1: different, this is like another question, just, you know, your eighth year in, you know, where you're at in your life and like what you said is true, but do you ever, do you think differently from the standpoint, like he was talking, are you excited and I know you are, but like, I know early in my career, I would fear more like if things didn't go well. And as I got older, if my faith got stronger, I still wanted to work hard, still wanted to go, you know, I wanted you know, do the best job you can. But then that mindset of like, well, if some things go wrong, like, you know, injuries, things you can't control. Knowing that, you know, that's God's plan. And there's something that I'm going to learn. learn There's Somehow my life is going to end up better, even though I may not like it at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, do you feel that at all, Coach, anymore, like as you've gotten older?
2: Well, there's a turning point in my my career, year five. Winning died. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, if you're a true competitor and you want to compete at an elite level, winning needs to die. Because if you're competing to win and the winning is at the moment, you're, you're in a fear-based, you're never going to be your best self. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be my best coach worrying about winning. And so winning's got to die. We will win or we will not win. Okay, that's fine. What I need to focus on is all these other things in the weight I can't tell you how much more free I am to just try to be a good football coach when if, if we lose, we lose like winning's got to die. If you're an elite competitor or coach, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you're, you're much more in the moment. you appreciate more of the little things instead of just trying to get to the next win and, and, and the people that, and same way in business like market share or, you know, money or whatever that, that is, if that's the focus, man, it's you're, you, you can't compete at elite level when, when it, the game's on the line like that in your mentality.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that. And I know I've said this before, like now I'm going, I'll go a basketball route, but the greatest competitor in basketball, which Michael Jordan, some people can get mad. That'd be great. Maybe they'll get fired up and want to comment about our, our podcast. Yeah. But you know, when you, when you watch, you know, you watch, a, um, you know, their story and you see that, like what I saw, when i saw him competing not like this guy that was just dying like he had to win it was like he just loved to compete loved it's to like compete. this moment of just playing was so joyful yeah. that like this was the best thing he could be doing was just competing in whatever
2: it was and i feel like what you just say yeah, yeah
1: coach yeah. people that gets lost so much you yeah. know well, the winning's
2: a byproduct yes of, of yeah. That, yeah brick by brick right Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I love it. Yeah, it's good. Well, coach, man, it's has been fun. It's been
1: fun. I'm looking forward to watching some games, seeing some things. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward some to new people red Hawk this. Gear and Yeah, there yeah. you go. I should have wore some red hot gear today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have have to, we'll, we're here, so like you we'll stop by and get some. We're gonna go get some right now. There <laughs> you go. Yeah, yeah. But I would encourage everybody this year come out support the football team. Yep. Um, I think it, yeah, the thing that's changed a lot. I don't know if you've seen this, even since I've been coaching. People have so many things to do. There's so many things going on. You know, sometimes, like, you can stay home and watch it on TV now. ESPNs kill people because now you can sit there and watch it on TV. But I think for those players and those guys working, like, the live action and seeing it is so beneficial. Like, I'd encourage everybody to do what they can to support the Red Hawks.
2: Yep. Well, I appreciate you having me on.
0: Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. appreciate you and what you do here in this community and for the university and just being, being everything that we just, we just heard. It's powerful powerful so uh, if you as a listener and you connected with anything that you heard today please subscribe share like all the above right and uh, we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear some feedback from you so uh until next week god bless thank you for connecting today on above the Game podcast we pray that you was able to hear something and maybe have a takeaway and add it to your game these podcasts will be available on multiple digital platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and many more. We're so thankful that you was able to connect with us as we simply use this as another avenue to share the gospel, to lead every coach and every athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. You can contact us once again through email above the game podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and also our Instagram and Twitter account at FCA above the game. Thank you so much until next week. God bless.